0: This is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP W S H E HD two Chicago. Chicago's home for
1: sports. A good Karma Brands radio station.
2: Yeah, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Too sexy for this show. Too sexy for your
3: girl. All right, if you're just tuning in, it's been a very, very busy day. There's been action finally with some of these coaching hires. Sean Payton is back in the game. He is no longer, well, I mean, he may finish out on, I guess there's no more games on Fox. So um, there's nothing for him to do anymore uh, on Fox, right? Oh, the
1: Super Super Bowl Bowl is on Fox. Greg Olson,
3: our buddy, is calling the game. So will he be on the Super Bowl broadcast? I would think so. He is now the Denver Broncos head coach. Broncos gave up a lot for him. They made a trade with the New Orleans Saints. Sean Payton, the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Very action-packed day uh, there. D'Amico Ryans is the new head coach of the Houston Texans. He's a former player for the Texans. He was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. I'll tell you what, that staff that um, Shanahan has put together, they have churned out lots of head coaches around the league. In recent years, you've got Robert Sala, the head coach
4: of the Jets. You've got Mike... um, McDaniel McDaniel who's coaching the the Miami Dolphins. Now you got Demico Ryan's. Who else do you got? Was that- Kevin O'Connell? No, he was from the he McVay, was yeah, he was from McVay's, he was from McVay's, yeah. McVay's tree. But McVeigh and Shanny were together back in in Washington, right? Correct. So like McVeigh's off of Shanny's
0: tree. Well, he's and off And then O'Connell's of, off of McVeigh's off of Mike Shanahan's tree, right? He's not technically is he off of Kyle? That's Kyle's?
3: probably true, yeah.
0: I'm trying to think. It's true. First, he was it's,
3: still off the 49ers' tree. Yeah. Like you've got three other head coaches already, and how, he hasn't been set. Oh, what is? What has he been the head coach there? Five years since yeah. the, since the Falcons lost the Super Bowl. I think so. There was another question for you for later in the show that I want to ask you. Is I got pills question. Yeah, and then like yeah. I wanted to ask you about Belichick. Has Belichick star fallen?
4: I mean, his star is always going to be the brightest in the sky, but like at this point, is he giving you a decided advantage over the opponent every given Sunday? I would
3: say no. Like, where do you, when you go, if you would do a a draft of coaches, where would he be drafted today?
4: Because he also has such a Friday coach draft. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. You know what? I just got excited (laughs) again. Um, I think because of the impact and the input he has on the personnel as well, which I don't believe he, he's done very well no, at.
3: He couldn't even pick his own offensive coordinator right. as well. Yeah. So, yeah, like, if you're going, like, if you're going today's coaches and you're going Andy Reid and you're going Shanahan and you're looking around the league, where do you stop and you, and you go with Belichick these days? He's not at the top of like, my list right now. Especially with, uh, after Brady left. And I know all coaches are made by the player. But it really, you, his star has really fallen since then. Can't even pick a coordinator. Like, he, we, like what was he doing this past year? Some, was,
4: Coach A has gone 12-5 and five in each of the last two seasons. Coach B has gone 9-8 and eight each of the last two seasons. Who is Coach A and who
3: is Coach B? That's Mike McCarthy and Bill Belichick. Is that a, is that right? Do I have that uh, right?
4: Yeah, the Patriots were eight and nine this year. Last year, what were they? They
3: were t- ten and seven last year.
4: Yes, you are correct. Mike right.
3: McCarthy and Bill Belichick. All right, so um, that is the news of the day. There. Now let's get to the most okay. important part of the show. So today. we wanted to have some fun with this broadcaster draft, and then uh, this is debatable. Like Waddle, you always say this is background noise. Yes, right. Like you think you like to me. Like, do you know the analogy for me with broadcasters? It's like. Uh, w- w- when you go go into your favorite bar right well, why there's you... so many to choose from for me right so what is what 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 a, why, what makes your your bar your favorite bar
4: uh well ambiance is one thing what is the specific scotch you have available what, you know, what do I have? And Can I get some appetizers? Right. Like food and service. And, and is the service. seating, is the, the older I get, the less crowded I want to be. I yeah. want to have access to maybe a nice leather chair. Sure. And some space. Like sometimes,
3: though, like the, the music they play enhances the vibe in the bar. Sure. You know, the type of music. That's what helps with a broadcast. It's, it's sort of the... Totally understand. It's the soundtrack... To the game, yes, and
4: and like music, it's very subjective. Right, right. One man's trash, may, trash may be another man's treasure.
3: Right, and 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 a lot of times, really good music can help enhance your bar, and really bad music can really throw it off. And music in between may not do anything for you. It's just background noise. And
4: you knowing me, I'm going to get my drink on regardless. Right. So That's just
3: me. If it's just in the middle, it may not do anything for you. But if it's really bad, it could detract from it. And if it's really good, it could help it. I
4: think it's a good analogy. And the other thing I would add to that is, is as an aficionado, I can point out when the music is good and point out when the music is bad, but not be moved significantly
3: by either. Yes. So then there was this Dick Ebersole uh, bite that Awful Announcing sent out today that they wanted to remind everyone about with Tony Romo. That happened in October. He did an interview on HBO Max with Chris Wallace. And Tony Romo has been such a polarizing figure through these playoffs, more and more people are recognizing that he's not good anymore. <laughs> and w- why is that? Dick Ebersol, who has shaped many great broadcasts through the years, Monday Night Football and... Um, Olympics and the NBA on NBC. He pointed out in this interview why Tony Romo isn't good anymore. Listen to this. I thought it was really good
2: insight. I've known Tony Romo since he first got to the pros. He's an unbelievably engaging guy. He should have been a terrific, great broadcaster. Something's happened since he got into that chair. And it doesn't seem... Like he's into it, like he was on his way up. He does not seem to be the storyteller that he should be. The thing that makes Michaels great and Buck great and all these guys are they're really really storytellers. And Tony's gotten further and further away from that, I think.
4: That's interesting you say that, because I'm very much in a minority. I kind of feel the same about Tony Romo, which is there's a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of predicting the play, but I don't really feel... We're watching the game together.
2: I'd love to be his producer for about six months. I think I could cure this quickly. What would you say to him? <laughs> get your head in the game. I mean, you've really got to work hard to be prepared. I'm sure I'll get all kinds of phone calls and notes and stuff like that, but that is how I feel. And, you know, I'm sort of a veteran of the Wallace family. You didn't even have to press hard to get that. <laughs> but I was going to say if there's hard. anybody
4: else you'd like to say controversial things about, you know.
2: No, but this is one that this is somebody who should be an announcer for the ages, but clearly has lost his passion for it. And I would have him in my office often not to kick his ass, but just to keep reminding him of what put him there in the first place. The, the words get your head in the game,
3: like, like not only as a player, but as a broadcaster, like I pointed out a couple of games ago when he said to, to Jim Nance, he goes, Jim, what was, what was the down and distance on that last play? You're the quarterback. You're the analyst. How do you not know what the down and distance was on that very last play? Get head yeah, in the game.
4: I've already. I've. I've. I, I said to you a while ago. I. It. If to me, it sounds like also he doesn't. He doesn't put in the homework, and that's what he said yeah, there too. Yeah, I, he said there he doesn't do the work. Yeah, I mean that's it comes off that way. You can tell regardless of what the profession is, if somebody's not doing their homework. And I, I mean, it comes down to, I didn't think he, he even knew the Cincinnati Bengals defense coordinator's name yeah. at one point in the game a couple weeks ago.
3: Yeah. All it, right. So, with that, with like it being so polarizing, we wanted to do a draft. We wanted to build a yes, booth. we did. We yes, wanted to build a, and you're into this. Uh, I can't, Miller and I, can't, and I, I can't. were just uh, foaming at the mouth. We love these, uh, we love these uh, fantasy snake drafts. So, what we're going to do is, we're all going to draft in any order we want. A play-by-play guy, an analyst, a sideline reporter, a studio host, a studio analyst, and a rules analyst. Read
4: that to me again. I got to write these down.
2: I got to get Tony. All
3: right, Tony. Yeah. Thanks for doing the work. A play-by-play guy. Play-by-play. An analyst. Analyst. In the booth, analyst. Analyst. A sideline reporter. Sideline. Studio Studio host. Studio analyst. And a rules analyst rules analyst i gotta google those okay and um in any order you want you can go for your rules analyst first that's like drafting justin tucker in the first round because they're so scarce you may want it's up to me you it's it's my team you You draft it and then we'll post who's got and then you have to say who's got the best booth which again is
4: subjective okay let's do
3: this so brendan riley's in with us too in for tyler today and and, in relation to pat riley no? Okay. Just ask. And so a, and he's got the the DraftKings hat. We're picking. We're, we're, no more randomizer. We're picking. Well,
4: every time we, Meller uses the
3: randomizer, his name comes up first. Isn't that true? It's yeah. totally true. It so these, not- are, these are where we're drafting. These are numbers one through four. Pick a number. Going snake order. Snake oh, order. Oh,
4: yes! You got number one? Woo! You got one oh, you got no. one and
0: eight, yeah. I've got four. The guy right. who
4: cares the least gets the first pick. I know where you're going. I where have myself, am I going? I'm not the Number
0: be, two I pick in know here. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, really? Sylvie, you, you said you have four? I got four. Which means that Brennan Riley will get number three. All right, Waddle, you're going to kick things off. Okay, I want you to you get predict. a little music good. I'm glad you read my mind, Mello. Oh, look at you guys. Same page.
4: You think this is it's my first draft? You, you think this is who's got the best broadcast Come on, now. Let's go. Oh, Let's go. There's your money on the line. Who do you think I'm going to pick? Mike Tirico.
3: Did I just give you an idea? You did. I'm,
4: you know
0: uh, what? I wasn't, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't going there, what but I'm going to go there. Sylvie? Is this your first draft? Yeah. Come on, man. You, yeah, you, you are. You know who you are? You are. You're the he's uh Ryan pace. You just yes!
4: pace. You just John Lynch That's my my play by play. How could you not be a friend of he Listen. he's got cobwebs yes. going
0: on up in the head there. Mike <laughs> Tarico the chance? number one overall oh, selection in this on, silly
4: dude. ass broadcaster draft. I am taking the best in the business, Mike <laughs> Tarico. Who you weren't even thinking of. Damn it. Yeah, maybe I'm just playing coin. Maybe I'm the 49ers and you're the Bears in the 2018
0: draft. Uh, Waddle has filled his play-by-play man. He Suck gave... it! He gave you a shout-out and not me on the Packer game. Oh, boo hoo! I will go, go, go ahead. I will go ahead with the number two overall selection in the broadcaster draft. I'll be taking Joe Buck.
4: Damn it! Okay, by the way, this is not a snake draft. That's not how it yeah, happens no, it in the NFL. Draft. It's, it's draft. not how it happens well, in the, the NFL. It's a it's
0: fantasy not. draft. Yeah, damn it. it! It's not the NFL draft. You guys are so. We told beautiful. you that. That's how it was working. That's the whole point. I of think it's stupid. Okay. I think it's stupid. Well, it's, it's stupid. Submit your objection to the commission. We'll, 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 we'll take it under. Who's your the ban- I am. I'm the commissioner of every fantasy draft. Look Come at on. you. Are you going to pay us
4: off this time?
0: Yeah. Exactly. All right. Can Brendan make his selection here, Waddle, or do you want to? I don't
1: know. You're the commissioner. Do you want to
0: continue to uh, yell about your draft position, number one overall?
1: I think the two, the first two picks were obvious. That was where it was easy. This is where it gets a little bit tougher. I don't know if I'm going to love him in a few years, but right now, Richard Sherman is my studio analyst. Reach. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to understand. There are more than four good play-by-play guys. I don't need to go there. There's only okay, that's two good. left to go. Convince yourself Plenty of that. Plenty of color, you guys. Love, I take love, back the love. question the I asked out. early. Are you related to Pat Riley? You're definitely
4: not. <laughs> You are not related to Pat Riley. Brendan Riley. Throwing a curveball early. You. I
3: love my position now. I'm going to go with Jim Nance. I'm my play-by-play guy. And then I'm going to double dip here, and I'm going to pair him with, with uh, Troy Aikman. Give me Troy Aikman as my analyst.
0: All right. Sylvie has filled his booth. Now he only needs ancillary guys. All right, Brendan Riley, Riley who has Richard Sherman as his studio analyst, well, is on the clock. Well, now I don't need to worry about play-by-play because you guys have all taken one. So I'm going to go
1: the color route. I'm going to take Greg Olson. Damn it. I I
3: forgot the friend of the show.
1: Well, you, really? You are Ryan. You are Ryan Pace. <laughs> like,
0: you are Ryan Pace. I had Higman right there. More proven. More proven. I'm happy with my pick. Lots of options here. Tough way early on here. Boy, oh, boy. Hmm. I think I'm going to have to go ahead and select Chris Collinsworth. I know I know that will uh, not everybody's a huge yeah, fan, Yurko but doesn't I, like, like that. I like Chris Collinsworth. It also means I get uh, the pro football focus community to come along with me. So. I'm going to take... None of us get pro football focused I get, now. I get all the PFFs prior, uh, priority... Uh, Do you know Albert. who I'm
4: going with next? Take a guess.
0: No. Predict? <laughs> no. You won't get this.
4: Nope. You will not get this. Because this man. is you the guy... You can't beat me This is anymore. the guy I was going to take first overall. Okay, go ahead. My studio analyst. Yes. Kyle Brandt. My favorite okay. NFL broadcaster probably of all. Not including... Bad. You know, like, obviously plays a different role than Mike Tirico. Yeah. But Kyle Brantz. I like it. Did
0: you watch? Outside the box higher right yeah, there. Yes. Did you watch the Goodfellas intro? Yeah, it was It great. was really good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, everything he does is fabulous. All right, Waddle, guess what? It's a snake draft. You get another pick. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Guess what? I'm taking now? You now you love the snake draft.
3: You don't even know. You weren't no, ready no, for no, it to make a no, pick. No, I wasn't. Why don't you take Craig Olsen? You know what, I'm going to
4: go with Gene Steratore as my uh, rules analyst.
3: You know what? Super underrated.
2: Yeah.
4: Gene's solid. I trust him. It's like having a he's, banker. You don't want Mike... What's Mike Carey? You don't go into the bank and say, hey, can Mike Carey be my banker?
3: Gene is going to officiate a Big Ten game after he Gene, gives you a little... Yeah, a basketball little, game. Yeah. yeah. I go in and I'm looking at my rules analyst like he's
4: my banker. Who am I going to trust? I trust Gene Steratore. Okay, I like it.
0: I have he, an all-star lineup so far. Can't believe... She's still on the board with the uh, third over... No, don't, third do don't do Sideline it. Don't do it. Sideline reporter. Some call her Andrew. I prefer to call her by her real name, <laughs> Aaron Andrews. <laughs> I'm going to pair her with Joe Buck and Chris Collinsworth. Damn it. All right, Brendan Riley. Aaron Andrews was the
1: way I was planning on going me here. too. I'm going to pivot and take what I think is the only... Uh, the only rules analyst worth mentioning left. Blandino. Give me Dean Blandino. Then I'm going to go... Um, Mike Pereira, Mike, Pereira's gonna
3: Mike Pereira is going to be on the show it, like, too tomorrow. Uh, like I, because I don't know if there's really any rules analysts left, so I'm going to go Mike Pereira as my rules analyst. And then I've got another pick here. You do, sir. and I'm going to go like a little off the board here, like kind of like Waddle did. And I don't. I think this is going to be studio analyst, and I, I hope you guys accept this. I'm going to go Peyton Manning. Manning cast, studio analyst. What else is he doing there other than being a studio Ah, analyst? Well,
0: have fun because he's only going to be available for eight weeks of the year for you. I'll take it. He's worth better bang for the buck. And he's also going to be on a remote location. It's fine. And we know how you you love a a good phone line. (laughs) Delay.
1: Uh... Up next, going uh, sideline reporter. I'm going to go Carissa Thompson. Aaron Andrews is the clear favorite here. After that, it gets a little bit whoa, tough. Does she whoa, do? Yeah. yeah, yeah she, I think she's a
3: studio
0: host. Yeah. I think we have to call an objection oh, there, Brendan. Yeah. You can either you can either have her as your studio host, or if you would like to repick a different sideline reporter, I think we'll allow that. Uh, no, I'll take her as my studio host. Okay. Carissa Thompson, studio Ooh. host for Brendan Riley there. All right, so I've got Buck Collinsworth and Aaron Andrews. I need to take my fourth selection. Hmm. I need either... Eh, let's go with... For my studio... You're on the clock. I know. I'm thinking it through right now, it's Waddle. Hmm. I can either go studio host or studio analyst in this situation. And I will take, for my studio analyst, give me Boomer Esiason. Not bad. I don't think you could go wrong with Boomer. I think he's the best analyst in the studio. you right, got a couple here.
4: Oh, you've, i got two picks. Oh, i only got, got one left. Don't, oh, no, have no, no, got. got
0: three left, buddy. I you've do. got Tariko as your play-by-play man. You've got Kyle Brandt as your studio analyst. And you've got Gene Steratore as your rules analyst. Would you like to take an analyst at any point? Um, so what you don't do have I have to. again? You need a sideline reporter, you need a game analyst, and you yeah. need a studio... No, my studio analyst host. is Kyle Brandt. I know. I, that, oh, I, that's I have to have a studio a... host? Correct.
4: That sucks. <laughs> All right, my sideline reporter is going to be Tom Rinaldi. Damn it. designing him for my gig. Were you?
0: Yes. All right. We've got one more pick, Waddle, here. And I've got what is the other one? I got a studio You oak. need you do need a game analyst at some point, just so you know. I do
4: you know what? I'm gonna take Herbie. I thought Herbie did a nice job in the booth for uh suck ass being a
3: suck ass because you guys are but you, buddies with him
1: i know i've
3: oh, yeah, never met him yeah in, didn't, in
0: didn't he beat you yeah. in high school reds fan didn't he prevent you from winning a national title or uh, uh yeah a high Wouldn't school you, national know, No, right? his
4: school did he was on the sideline he was a freshman i was a senior i'm older than
0: him yeah so he prevented you from winning he did not personally national his national team title. did huh. his team did great pick if uh you're calling college football
4: Listen, you can be jealous all you
0: want. Not jealous. My team is going to kick your
4: team's ass in
0: whatever challenge this is. Well, that means I still need a studio studio analyst and a rules analyst with Buck Collinsworth, Aaron Andrews, and Boomer Esiason. Did you give Mike Carey a call? uh, I will not do that. I'm going to go ahead and select as my studio host, me Maria Taylor. As my studio host. Okay. Not bad. All right, Brendan. What do you need? A play-by-play
1: man? <laughs> I need, man? Uh, oh, I need to play-by-play and I still need sideline. I need to figure out a backup plan for my sideline. Yes, you do. You need a backup plan for your whole booth. <laughs> oh, stop it. I've got Ouch. a great booth. <laughs> Ouch. I'm pretty Howie, proud of my booth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that people are going to like this one. I, I don't care. It's it's nostalgia <laughs> for me. I love hearing his voice. I'm going Al Michaels.
3: Okay, yeah. I, we, We're big Al Michaels fans on this show.
1: I feel like a lot of people his are, ass. <laughs> have lost it on him a little bit, but I, just hearing yeah. his voice makes me feel like I'm watching an important
0: game. I just are, hope you don't have a historic comeback. You need him to call to be excited about.
3: I'm going to go with the, the studio host. He, he, he tends to be a bit arrogant. but oh, d- don't Are you going Dick Eisen? Yeah, I'm going to go Dick oh, Eisen. Okay. Rich Eisen gets it done. Right. Rich Eisen can still. He's a great traffic cop. He had some humor. He knows how to get things done. Rich Eisen's really good at his job. And uh, I'm going to go with another good morning football guy as my sideline guy. I still believe he does sidelines. You are correct. Pete Schrager. Give me Pete Schrager. He's a humorous guy as well. He's fantastic. Love him. So um, I believe that's a really good pick at this this late in the draft. Why don't you pat yourself on the back? I'm still pissed I didn't take Greg Olson. But I got Troy Aikman. Um, so yes, that, that rounds out my booth.
2: Nice booth.
1: All right, I'm struggling for some sideline here. I'm not going to lie. Yes, you are.
0: Um,
1: is Pam Oliver still sidelines?
0: She
2: is. Can I go, you've Pam got, Oliver.
1: You got
0: Plenty of options. You got Tracy Wolfson. You've got Christina Pink. Hey, listen, you don't have Melissa to. Stark. Like,
4: are you the G? Are you? Does Eric DeCosta call Ryan Poles and said, "Hey, you oh, know I what? Can have you, whoever still, I want. you still, yeah, you still have this guy and that guy and this guy." I'm letting him know oh, who's on the
1: board.
3: I'm going to take Pam Oliver. Pat Riley knows that stuff. Look, she's one of the originals, isn't she? Pam Oliver's been doing it forever.
0: Yes.
2: Whose turn? that, that would be mine. Mauer. And then the rules
0: analyst. Up. Not like anybody knows what they're doing with the rules these days in the NFL, anyway. I guess I'll uh, go ahead and take Terry McCauley. He's good. Terry McCauley's good. And wasn't Terry McCauley fighting too with the NFL?
3: Over what happened with DeMar Hamlin and yes. everything. I like that, that he was with the league, and now he's that scared to mix it up with the league.
4: Is that my turn? Yeah, you you wrap us up. I have a studio host that I have to uh, to pick. Uh, why not go with JB, James Brown? Is he the OG, or was he not?
2: Yeah. J- well, for J- Fox, he was, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, now he's
4: he's in command of the set at CBS. Yes. I I don't know how you could go wrong with JB. I don't know how JB's still on the board.
0: Yeah. JB's great. I have to. But wouldn't Brent Musburger be the OG? Wasn't he like the original NFL today? You are right, yes. You are looking live. Soldier Field, Chicago. Well, we're thinking modern day OG. I'd still hire Brent Musburger. Oh, cool. What do you mean by modern day? James Brown started in the nineties, didn't he? That's more modern than Brent Musburger. Brent Musburger was doing it when I was a, a, a wee lad. I know, but how? What would what, what constitutes OG? You're asking I don't me know, for the like, old... I mean, is Phyllis George it's, available for a studio house? I, I think I she mean... passed away, right? I think she did. did I remember. She... I remember celebrating that, not celebrating, but uh, <laughs> what? No, I'm really? saying I remember us talking about it and you celebrating what? your youth. <laughs> And remi- remembering is, kindly, Felix George.
3: Away. All right, is that, can, is that it? Should we recap? recap our teams? Uh, and we'll do recap those on the other side. I enjoyed this. This was fun for me. I don't know if it was fun for anybody else. Mallory, you have fun.
4: I like my. What squad. are you going to do with your team?
3: What are you going to do? I can't believe we're, we're going oh, sure. oh, to over
4: over to the house to yeah. call a
3: game for you, and then we'll send him to Torico. I Which is the best booth? Should we send him to Torico and see which booth he likes should most? We yeah. sh-
0: should we send him audio where you remind Waddle that Tariko <laughs> <He's> is uh, <laughs> on the board? Yeah, we should. We should. Well, I knew he was on the board. I just had my. I had my brain.
4: You fixed were, on Kyle Brandt. You were going for Kyle Brandt. Yeah, what? was.
3: Him and his packs.
4: Yeah, and the I first don't care overall. about his
3: packs. He's the funniest guy on, on football television. All right, if you want to react, 312 332 Who's got the best booth? It's Waddle and Sylvie. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2FM. Listen now on ESPN One Thousand. This
0: is Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
3: Well, we had some fun with broadcasters. Tony Romo was not trapped. We had four uh, four booths that we created. That's not surprising. Anyone and someone says we had one name that we all missed. I want to get uh, that person's. Here in a second. Here are the teams. Waddle took Tarico. This is not in order of the drafting. This is uh, in order of play-by-play analyst, sideline reporter, studio host, studio analyst, rules analyst. Tarico, Herb Street, Tom Rinaldi, um, Cal Brant. James Brown, Gene Stator. That's Waddle's booth. Uh, team B is Meller. Joe Buck, Chris Collinsworth, Aaron Andrews, uh, Boomer Esiason, Maria Taylor, Terry McCauley. Uh, Brendan's booth is Al Michaels, Greg Olson, Chris Thompson, Richard Sherman, Pam Oliver, Dean Blandino. My booth, Jim Nance, Troy Aikman, Pete Traeger, Rich Eisen, uh, Peyton Manning, and Mike Pereira.
4: Hello, friends.
3: Those are uh, the four booths right there. Three one two three three two three seven seven. Whose booth do you like the best? Mine. <laughs> I, think I, I think I think. I uh, think Brendan's the worst, and, and and the three other ones are pretty good.
1: What's your biggest problem with mine?
3: (laughs) I thought it was. I thought you could have had Richard Sherman with your last pick. I don't think. Like I think who he likes. I know, but I think Richard Sherman is good. I I don't mind Richard Sherman, but I, I thought like again, you've got to realize that he wasn't going to be drafted that early. And you could have drafted
1: someone else earlier. We were playing different games. Yeah. Do you have any regrets with your draft? No, I don't. See, there you go. There were some positions that I thought there were more than four good people at.
4: See, he was afraid you were going to get Richard Sherman. Nobody wanted to get
3: would Richard you, Sherman. Would you have ever drafted Richard Sherman today?
0: I, I would not have. I was have. not going to draft. But, but again, but... Were, were you, Maller, were you going to draft Richard Sherman he was on my list, but he was farther down. I definitely had... Uh, I had Actually, I would have taken Ryan Fitzpatrick before I would have taken Richard Sherman.
4: Neither was on my list. But again, like, one man's
3: choice is another man's... I was considering Lewis Riddick as an analyst or a studio analyst yeah. that uh, I did not take. Uh, James and Palatine. Who was the name that we missed? Let me guess. Adam Amin.
4: Nope. Kevin Harlan.
0: Ooh, Kevin Harlan's That's a
4: good, good. one. That's it's a good, good one, James. But I'm happy with Mike Tirico.
0: I will uh, ride with Joe, uh, Joe Buck. All right, fair enough.
3: You're right. Like, like uh, Jim Nance, like, it was too good to pass up, but maybe for my money, I'd rather listen to Kevin Harlan do a game than Jim Nance these days.
0: I think Kevin Burkhardt is outstanding as well. I agree with that, I would not have gone Jim Nance no no I, i'm kind of with waddle i, I actually There's had uh i had burkhart and Amin as my three oh. four positions i
4: like harlan i would rather listen to harlan these days than, than that's jim a good nance. call jim that's uh, a
3: james sorry
4: that's a no, good that call. means that means Jimmy, tony, jim,
0: tony jim. romo is dragging jim nance down too
3: with him hello friends marco in north riverside you're on espn <laughs> 1000 what's up marco Hey, I'm a little disappointed Charles Barkley didn't get called up uh, and drafted. I know we're trying to stay football-centric here, but, I mean, Shaq or Charles
5: Barkley could, could talk about the NFL. Also, Gus Johnson, noticeable undrafted free agent now as well.
4: Now, I, Gus like, does uh, a college game, and the other guys, as you mentioned, Marco, yeah. are
3: in the NBA. Like, I, like, I, yeah, we were just, uh, like, I know they're versatile, but we were going for just strictly NFL guys.
0: I have to admit, okay. I think the biggest surprise is that Sylvie did not draft Greeny and force him into the I studio agree analyst role. <laughs> we were talking about that. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I, was gonna... I mean, you took Peyton Manning as your studio analyst. You would have thought that you would have made Greeny work on Sundays, too, now. <laughs> I,
4: I got to tell you, I did not watch one second of the Manning cast this year. I'm not staying away from it for any reason, but
3: I never, I never tuned into Do it. you know, I, I watch the Manning cast the way I watch late night TV these days on social media. So I I see the Manning cast in highlight form the next day or later that night on social media.
4: Is it still really popular?
3: Yes, I is think it? it is. I think it still does well. And like the ESPN tried to get them to do more, and, and they, just, they won't. They won't do more. They think it's at its best doing ten games. They want more of it. Uh, Jimmy in Oak Forest, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Jimmy? Hey guys. Um. Uh, everybody forgot about, uh, oh, uh, Matt hasselback
4: well, I mean, you, I mean yeah, you could have picked him. You could have picked Rex. You could have picked.
3: Oh, let's say, I let say Randy Moss too, though. But I mean, I like, I like, you know, I like Matt Hasselback. He, he says some good stuff.
4: It's very subjective Amazing. process, Jimmy. We didn't forget is, Jimmy. Because too.
3: he said he liked
4: Kansas City. Well. So, I did pick Matt Matt Hasselbeck. Okay.
3: okay. And but you liked but the one thing that you it says on the board that you love the Waddle pick of Kyle Brandt. Oh yeah, Kyle Brandt is awesome. I mean, I watch uh, NFL Network every morning and yeah, no, I mean that's awesome. Dude. He's a Chicago I mean, Chicago guy. Yeah. He,
4: he uh, I find him to be the most entertaining guy in NFL and football coverage. Like his yeah, role he, is obviously different than Mike Tirico. I think Mike is the best play-by-play guy. But Kyle, for entertainment purposes, better than anyone yeah. for me.
2: Yeah, Kyle's awesome. I mean, yeah, once he gets into the uh,
3: announcing uh, booth, yeah, it, I mean, it's going to be great. I mean, he's like the,
2: you know, uh, I don't want to put anything, any names together. But, yeah, if you put two people together, yeah, hit that's Kyle. Burnett. I don't know, and- Jimmy, if he,
4: like, I think he's fine where he is. Like, he may be a great you know, color analyst, but I think uh, doing the role he does, yeah. He's probably going to be an actor, like do some, some guest appearances. I think he's perfect in what they, they ask him to do. Have you ever seen, like, you, you know, see all the, the little, you know, short things that he does?
3: I mean, Angry Runs yeah. is fabulous. Everything he does is funny. Uh, John in Naperville, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, John? What's up, boys? I, you guys missed out huge on Pat McKeith. Who's we were taught, Jesus. you know what, in in the pre-draft camp. Guy. Yeah, you know, we had a little combine upstairs. We we mentioned McAfee, and then uh, I think we all forgot about McAfee just now. I
2: don't know how he's he's he's, he's what his show on YouTube is is great, but uh, yeah,
3: his college game day is just unbelievable. And you guys just messed up. He's you're you're race. right, you're John. That is that is a that's I think that's a miss by all four of us.
0: <laughs> I got Aaron Rodgers fatigue enough.
3: <laughs> but that's not i mean that's a good get by him meller like to have aaron rogers guilty by association the world, for exactly enough. enough i know but the world wants to know what rogers is saying
0: these days and he's got him
3: exclusive
0: no i like mcafee i think i think what this is proving is that tomorrow we need to do our studio show draft we need to have five <laughs> analysts and a host and there sylvie can take overall. i think one i have overall. a fever Do you feel my forehead? You're you're, you're going to be out. I think I
3: have a fever. How about our best hot take, uh, hot takers? I definitely have a fever. Mad Dog. (laughs) Mad Dog. I definitely have a fever. Mad Dog was on today. Did you hear Mad Dog this morning? I did not. Oh, he does a great Mad Dog. He certainly does a better Mad Dog than he does me. That's for sure. Gary is in Bourbon A. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Gary? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Hey, I just wanted to say. I don't, I don't have anybody any, anybody to add that you guys might have left out or anybody that was missed out. I just love the fact that everybody left Tony Romo out because I he's the most irritating person to me, and I hate watching games that he's calling. And I just thought with his giant paychecks and how much
4: airtime they give him and how much he knows about football, I thought everybody loved him. And then when all you guys left him out, I was like, oh, cool. I'm not the only one who thinks he's irritating. No. Gary, I didn't. I mean, I don't think it's a matter of us trying to be, you know, funny or trendy or hip or cool because Tony Romo's not, you know, trending in the right direction. I I think there are plenty of guys that do the job better than him. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: so. I do too. And he, the, how we've called plays before, and that he got a lot of backlash about that his first year of calling games. And then he kind of eased up a little, but now I just feel like he's doing it again. I'm just like, all right, bro, we get it. You're a pretty successful quarterback in the NFL. You know what's going to happen. Like, cool. It's not, like, just shut up. Talk about something else now. Yeah, and, like, the further, the quicker he got paid, and then now he's fat and happy and he doesn't prepare. And even Yurko
0: criticized him as an Eastern Illinois guy. Yeah. I think part of it is like he it came too easy, too quickly for him in that first year. Every, he got so many rave reviews. I don't think he ever did any real work. He was just one year removed from playing football. So all of his knowledge from being a quarterback those years, he could use. But like you said, he gets three, four years out, and all of a sudden you need to start to I, r- learn some of the players who you didn't know. I truly wonder.
4: Because I think he'd probably be a really fun guy to hang out with. I, yes. I mean, I've heard nothing, but even I think it was Dick Ebersall was saying, right, that he's, you know, he, he commands a, a is what he says. I, I wonder if he doesn't even really want to do this, but the money is so good that he can't refuse. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, like he's got a ton of cash already. But 18 million a year more every year for the next
3: X number of years is also Fantastic, and he made a ton in uh, football as well. All right, we're going to cross talk with uh, Jesse Rogers. Is in. Ooh. All right, we'll talk hey, to buddy. we'll talk to Jesse coming up next.
2: Waddle and
5: Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at
3: Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle eighty seven. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. <laughs>
4: in the air to center back at the wall it is gone what a start Dexter Fowler hello in game 7 1-0 Chicago
2: well Dexter Fowler couldn't have drawn it up any better it's the first ever leadoff home run in a game 7 and it belongs to Dexter Fowler
3: Talking about great broadcasters, too. That was a great call. Yes. Dexter Fowler, hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, today. It's my guy, Joe Buck. Yeah, Joe Buck uh, on the call, but it's about Dexter Fowler. Dexter Fowler announces retirement today. Very classy 14 post, years? Was 14 it? years. And uh, really, like it, it's another good topic. How many guys can we name who made as big of an impact in Chicago sports? In two years, like Dexter Fowler, 2015 and 16, is beloved as Dexter Fowler. You go, we go. Um, Like that first playoff game he was in, um, he had three hits right off the bat, including a home run. He was one of the guys that uh, opened the window right away. Game seven. Uh, to lead off of the home run. I remember David Flom coming down the stairs, giving me a high five in Cleveland with that home run. I was there the day. Remember, I called into the show with Jesse was there with me. Jesse was covering it. I was there with my parents, with Allie, with Mason. We witnessed it on the field. I saw this guy walking in. I was at, at Cub Spring training, guy in, in plain clothes. And I'm like, Oh, Joe Madden's got a, a guest speaker here today. And all the players are like, "Hey!" like, I'm like, oh, this guy must be famous guest speaker day today at Cubs camp. And as he got closer, I'm like, oh, this isn't a guest speaker. That looks like Dexter Fowler. But wait a minute. I read today that Dexter Fowler was signing a deal with the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, no. And then Dexter Fowler, the Cubs pulled a Houdini. And sure enough, they were re-signing Dexter Fowler. To a new one-year deal. And Fowler came back and he signed with the Cubs to to a new contract that year. And thank goodness they did because they ended up winning the World Series. So it was magical. And today he announced his retirement. So happy retirement to Fowler. It's been a fabulous career. Fowler. Jesse's on the line with us now, too. Speaking of fabulous Boys. careers. Yes. <laughs> you remember that day, don't you?
5: Oh, yeah. My God. I, I joked. I tweeted, uh, you know, sarcastically. Great reporting that day because... He walked out in front of me, but you were down by the field. This was at the facility. He came out a different door and was just like ten feet ahead of me, even less than that. And I'm behind him, and I was like, "You wait a minute, who is that right in front of me?" And he's walking with Theo, and Theo looked back at me with a with a smirk on his face, you know that Theo smirk. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "That's Dexter." Wait a minute, and like boom, because like you, I thought he was going to sign with the Orioles. So it all like. It happened so fast in my head. I'm like, oh, he's back. He's signing. And they were able to keep it quiet in this day and age and even back in 16. It's not that long ago. To keep something quiet where a guy walks out onto the diamond unannounced, right? Um, It was amazing. And, of course, the reports for – Theo told me later. The reports out of Baltimore that he was signing there helped them with their little magic trick there. It was amazing.
3: Yeah, yeah. So what's on your mind today?
5: Well, and one more thing about Dexter – that was nobody talks about this because you don't think about it. But Joe, I was there every day. Joe Madden's one of Joe Madden's best managerial moves, or whatever you want to call it, was getting the best out of him those two years. Dexter Fowler didn't come in with the greatest reputation. If you you know kind of pull back and think about him, he was kind of a guy that glided a little bit, and um, throughout baseball it was kind of like, wait a minute, is this guy going all out all the time? I didn't. And I know actually that. think he. I actually thought he was, but he didn't display it that way, and then those two years, both offensively and defensively, Madden just – what he did was he made him feel really, really important, and I don't think he felt that in the previous stops, and that's where that you-go-we-go go thing all sort of played into it. And I think Dexter kind of, as everyone had eyes on him, rose to the occasion. I give Joe Madden a lot of credit for that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like, again, he did that with a lot of guys, like the hobby try-not-to-suck thing, you know, taking – the pressure off of Javi. It just made there may be a shelf life to that, where it works, but then
4: after a while, it doesn't work. You know? No, no
5: doubt. I agree. I agree. I, mean, I agree with you about Baez. I mean, in 15, when he had a deal with uh, Starling Castro, benching him and moving him to second for Addison Russell, those were all great moves for Joe Madden. And then, you know, the, the thing sort of ran on its own in 16 once the season started. And that's where, okay, maybe he got in the way of it in the playoffs and everyone has been critical but those things behind the scenes were huge so um yeah Dex was great those were his two best years I don't think it was even close right offensively and defensively he never played better than that before or after he left the Cubs so yeah. what's
4: on the big show tonight Jeff? well
5: I, I loved your hour here this five o'clock hour because mm. I have I have some strong thoughts on all this I have some hot takes because this is my offseason guys you know what I do in the offseason I sit on my couch and I watch and listen to football. You cook up and some hot takes. Yes, I have hot takes. First of all, here's the hottest of, of takes. I've thought for a while that <laughs> national broadcasters it was antiquated. Like these, these new stadiums, you could have 20 broadcast moves. I've always thought, like you know, Adam Amin and Jim Miller do the preseason. Why aren't there local broadcasters for the Bears? Local broadcasters for the Lions when they play the Lions? And then if the game is national. There's a national broadcast as well. I don't understand. Every other sport has local broadcasters. More times than not, I think these national guys get in the way. Now, I agree with you. There are some guys that I like, but I would love if Adam Amin and Jim Miller did all 17 games, all 20 games, if you include the preseason. I feel like it's antiquated to have a national broadcast. Fans know enough. They don't need a guy dropping in on Saturday to learn about the Bears for the Sunday broadcast when when everyone knows what's going on all week.
3: Look, I know a place where you're you're going to be able to get a local broadcast uh, coming soon.
5: Yes. Yes. That's good exactly enough exactly right. for me. And by the way, no one really picked Jim Nance. You kind of um, sort of uh you know reluctantly picked nance i think tommy was it you were someone else hello friends this is this is how bad tony romo is he brings down jim nance yeah that's how bad tony romo is Oh, and I, i don't get it waddle why these former players don't rely on their playing days a little bit more often like kevin burkhart with greg Olson when josh johnson came in why isn't he asking him hey greg when you were prepping for the playoffs how often did the second string get some reps? Like ref- reference your playing days. That's why you're up there.
4: You should be a media coach, Jess, in your
5: spare I time. Be. You should. I should be. You should at be least people. the NFL. People. Yes. at least for the NFL, because I watch that religious. I never, so.
4: I never thought of your concept though that during the regular season that the the local broadcast television would be an option. Yeah, it
3: like is the it. only sport that doesn't yeah.
4: have a local no, I, TV I, I, I deal. This. I mean, it's. it's I never know really thought
5: we, of it. We, we develop these relationships with our local guys, right? And you, I don't know. There's something I, I just don't like that national, unless it's the big game, right? That's different. The Sunday night, the Monday night, or even the Sunday afternoon national game. Um, well, I would have shown to
4: you this, this as well, Jess. Nobody nationally wants to come in and do Bears and Texans, so I'm right. sure that CBS or Fox would have loved to pass that one off I to know. Adam and Jim.
3: But it's the yeah. it, it's also the only sport that broadcasts every game yes. nationally. Right. No, no doubt. You know no what doubt. I mean? No, like, yeah. not, 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 there's no other sport where it's lucrative enough where every game is broadcast nationally. Yes.
5: Well, sometimes I just feel it's weird. They come in there with a observation on Sunday that you guys have been talking about all week. Right, right. But they don't realize that, and, and a local broadcast team would. Anyway, I, I want to dive into the news today. Sean Payton, it still blows my mind that you can get a first and second round pick for a coach. That just is insane. So we'll talk about that, more about the Bears, and, you know, people driving to the United Center, talking a little bit about Bulls. Would you re-sign Vucevic? What do you think, no. Sylvie? Hell okay. no. Even and, though he's playing well?
3: Oh no, now's the time to sell. Right. Now's the right. perfect time to sell to a contender.
4: Sylvie wants to give him a lifetime contract here in Chicago.
5: Yeah. I tend to agree with you. In the second hour, we'll do a lot on Dex and go down memory lane about Fowler. Because I contend he's probably, he could have been the, the second most important position player that season after Chris Bryant. I think you can make that case.
3: Look, and they never truly replaced him. That oh, was the didn't. other thing. Like, we always talked about that. It was fine to let him go, but they never got a truly. Li- they tried and they tried and they ruined guys at leadoff. Like, Schwarber tried. And he eventually found a spot leading off. But, like, they tried so many different guys leading off, but they can never find a you-go-we-go guy.
5: His value grew even more when he left, and they couldn't replace him. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to do all that in the next hour 45. we got Northwestern Iowa at 745. Nice. All right, Jesse, we'll Enjoy. be really All right, boys. Be Good well.
3: To talk to you. There's Jesse Rogers. He's coming up next. Great stuff from Barstool Big Cat today. Also, Brad Spielberger. From Pro Football Focus and Over the Cap. Uh, Great work today by Brendan Riley, who's filling in today for Tyler Aki and Jeff Meller. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Tuesday.